This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thanks for being with us. Well, the United Truckers Association held a meeting last weekend and called out two levels of government, saying that there are empty promises and plenty of policy delays. Joining us to talk about this is Jonathan Ross, spokesperson for the United Truckers Association. Jonathan, thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Jill. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Uh, What are the concerns uh, being brought forward by uh, the United Truckers Association? So in 2014, there was a a labor disruption um, that was, you know, uh, cost the province billions. It was a very uh, big issue. Uh, There was a lot of labor issues with regards to the truckers, both the employee drivers and independent operators who are business owners. Um, And and the situation now is, you know, four years later, there was a there was a joint action plan agreement signed in 2014 by both the federal government and the provincial government. And, uh, you know, the UTA, uh, the organization uh, that I'm representing, uh, is still waiting for a lot of those promises that were laid out in the agreement in 2014 to to occur. And then there's a lot of restrictions on these gentlemen to be able to earn a living as as business owners. They're really not being treated like other business, any other business owner in, in British Columbia. And how so in that? What can you give me an example? Say, yeah, of, sure. 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 So, I mean, for example, uh, you know, as an independent contractor, those that own their own trucks, you know, if you're a contractor in any other business in the province, if you have a, a client that's not giving you enough work, you're able to go and, and find other clients. Uh, in, in the current situation, uh, UTA members are not able to do that. So they are locked into a sponsorship agreement with companies. Um, a lot of these companies have too many tags, which is the supply management system that the government has come up with over the last four years. And so, you know, there could be months where these gentlemen are working maybe six, seven, eight days a month, which barely pays their truck bills, never mind, never mind putting food on the table for their families. Uh, and they're not able to go and move and find other work. So they're restricted to a sponsorship agreement. If they want to move, they have to apply to the commissioner. He has to go and check on the company they want to move to. It's a lot of bureaucracy. And so that's an example of where you know they're independent business owners. They don't want handouts. They don't want any uh, specialized treatment. They just want to be treated like any other business. If they can't get work from one client, they want to be able to go find other clients. And is there work available out there if they were allowed to do that, to, that they would be able to, uh, like you said, if they're only working six to eight days a month, they would be able to find work to fill those other days? Well, one of the problems is is that there's this, uh, a supply management system that the government, uh, as I said, had implemented uh, after the strike in 2014. So, you know, companies have a certain amount of tags that go along with trucks. And it, long story short, is it's a lot of bureaucracy for the for business, you know, that uh, – other industries don't have to go to. So there is work out there. Um, the tag management system that the commissioner's office and the government have, have uh, uh, relied on for the last couple of years is failing. Um, and, uh, you know, tags are being given up. One of the biggest issues before the strike in, in 2014 was that there were too many trucks in the system. And so, you know, now you have tags that are being given out to companies. There are more trucks being added, which is one of the exacerbating problems before the strike in 2014 and they're, and they're and it's still that way so there's a lot of issues with the way trucks are being managed with the way businesses are being managed by the government by the commissioner's office and again it's a lot of bureaucracy where business should should reign and the free market should reign and so what would be the incentive would anybody become an independent contractor in this environment 
Uh, well, you know, a, a lot of these gentlemen have been been doing this for you know decades, and they they're they're proud business owners. They own their own trucks, um, and and they've they've always been able to earn a, a great living uh, through this. So there is absolutely a lot of incentive. Right now, there are a lot of issues. Uh, uh, with regards to enforcement of companies not paying the legislated rates to these independent operators, there's uh, issues with, uh, as I said, tags, too many trucks being added to the system without uh, uh, tags being removed. So there's a lot of issues right now that is more uh, a systemic issue rather than the actual industry. The industry does have jobs. There is work there. Independent operators do have work. We just want to work with the government. And, you know, uh, to the government's credit, uh, this new government uh, over the past year has worked with the UTA, and they have uh, uh, made some efforts to, you know, there was a 2.5% uh, pay increase to the to the legislative rates about a week ago, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, there are improvements going on, but right now the UTA is just looking for the some of the commitments that were uh, promised in 2014 to be lived up to, and they still haven't been, um, you know, implemented. And when I mentioned to you, you'd called out both levels of government. So is your is the bigger beef with the provincial, what the provincial regulations are or on a federal level? Yeah, I got to tell you, I mean, I've been involved in government for 20 years, and this is one of the most complicated policy files I've ever been involved in. You know, the federal the federal government used to have control of these licenses. It was now shifted to the province. But, you know, the federal government is still involved because the ports, the Port Authority, the Vancouver Port Authority, uh, is uh, federal land. So, uh that is still under the Department of Transportation federally. And so the issues with the port in terms of uh, access to their property, safety requirements, they're, they're, there's a requirement to replace trucks with newer trucks for environmental reasons. There's a host, whole host of, of options, sorry, of issues, pardon me, that go back to the federal and the provincial government. We're dealing with both. And uh, quite frankly, as I said, the agreement that both governments sign on to, there are several promises that have just not yet been fulfilled. And clearly having an impact on drivers and the independent contractors, does it have an impact on the public, on consumers as well? Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the the UTA are are moving billions of dollars of goods every year. Um, This is the, uh, you know, Port of Vancouver and all the various terminals across British Columbia are the gateway, the Pacific gateway for the country. This is a huge uh, economic pipeline, uh, both for British Columbia and Canada, as I mentioned. And so labor disruptions or, or, or uh, bureaucracy that gets in the way of business functioning smoothly, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, is, this increases prices to products coming into the province. This makes shippers, uh, uh, shippers, you know, everything, everything goes down the supply chain. And at the end of the day, uh, delays at the port or labor disruptions or problems at the port impacts consumers because the products that are being sold on the shelves in British Columbia and across Canada are going to go up with with these kind of disruptions uh, with regards to labor. Uh, Any uh, indication that uh, these issues will be resolved? Uh, As I said, the provincial government has reached out to us, and uh, we have been working with them federal government too. So there is, there are things going on. There are reviews going on. Uh, we're more concerned about the commissioner right now. The commissioner is, uh, uh, commissioner's office is, uh, you know, two employees. They're not doing the work that they've been tasked with. A lot of problems with the bureaucracy running this. So I think that the political, uh, political uh, elected officials that we've been dealing with, um, they just have to step in. They have started to look into it. We're very pleased with that, but there's a lot more to do. So hopefully we get some kind of resolution by the, by the end of the summer. Um, and we're working closely with both levels of government to make that happen. 
All right. We'll leave it there and uh, likely check back in with you uh, closer to the end of the summer. Jonathan, thank you so much for your time today. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in Amazon Alexa HD radio at 101.1 FM HD2 and on the AM dial 980 CKNW.